Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. You just heard Un Mensaje by Insignificant Other off their incredible new release, I'm So Glad I Feel This Way About You. I hope everyone has had a solid week. I've been busy checking and double-checking my fest schedule, like the Santa Claus of DIY, making sure I did not miss a single friend who said I want to see, and I can't wait, okay? Um, I'm really stoked for each week we get closer to our annual punk rock family reunion. This year will be extra sweet, too, when I get to reunite with my family from The Alternative, including this week's guest, Olivia Kiesling. Olivia is a gifted writer and creative who has done so much work with The Alternative and No Earbuds. Her talents for discovering new ways for promoting artists are just crucial, and it's such a gift to read her work on a slew of awesome projects. She's put a lot of thought into her coverage, and this week we break down how she got into music, her hopes for independent music scenes throughout the South, her viewpoints on equality and inclusion, and there's so much more. Olivia is just awesome, and I can't wait for you to get to know her. So with that, let's hear some music by Vermont and then dig into the interview.
to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How's Hello. it going? It is going good for me today. I just met Bear, the wonderful face of <laughs> the dog world of Indie Girl. So how are you? I am really good. It's been an eventful couple, couple months here with all this music coming out, but can't complain. No, I mean, how can we when it's like all been so good? So I feel like I've just been hit week after week with like just album of the year quality stuff exactly and I've been like I was slacking at the beginning of this year and now I say like I was writing down some of my releases for September or at least for today and I was like why do I have like six things that are coming out right now that's insane (laughs) all over the map and like all different genres and I'm like this is the coolest part ever yeah no kidding because it's like whenever you hear so many different styles of artists just like killing it it probably just feels like super motivating to you as a writer. Like, look at all this awesome stuff I can talk about now. I know. And I think that the first thing that like made me really, because I'm always writing about stuff, whether it's like just for weekly roundups for the alt or like back when I was writing for Jamie for No Earbuds, mm-hmm. um, I was writing all the time. And so, or I still am writing all the time. But I remember I was really nervous to write about the Oso Oso record when it dropped um because I had to do a little blog post for Jamie for that and I remember I sat down and I listened to it and I like cranked out the post in maybe like an hour because it was like one of the first things that really made me sit down and be like wow this is why I love writing about music and like I think that that's one of the coolest feelings that you can get as someone who listens to music just as a fan and like as someone who writes about it is to feel that album that's like wow, okay, I have a sick opening line, I have a sick ending line, and, like, this is going to be a good article that I want everyone to read. Yeah, because at that point, you're just, like, mega influenced and inspired whenever the music just hits that way. It's funny, because I was talking to Kayla about that not too long ago and stuff. Whenever that album just, like, hits you in a way, it makes it so easy to write, because it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what I'm feeling and thinking, and I'm understanding this music on this level. And it's so cool that Oso is the one that's doing that for you. Yeah, and I didn't expect it at all. Like, of course, I love Oso. I love Jade and everything that they've put out. But um, I just didn't expect it to hit that way. And then I was in the shower listening to it for, like, the first time, like, all the way through. And I just heard some of the stuff that they were doing on that record. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is something that, like, everyone has been saying is Artist of the Year potential. And, like, honestly, (laughs) I agree on that one. 
Yeah, definitely. Because, like, I don't know, just one of those bands that's been, like, crushing it for years, finally getting the recognition deserved for sure. Absolutely. I agree. Well, awesome. I'm so excited for you that you have all this music you're into. And I'm really excited to get to know you and more of your taste and stuff. I mean, I've gotten a little bit of a... uh, a sense of that since I uh, I do edit for you for yeah. the alternative and stuff so this will be really fun <laughs> no I'm excited I'm a little bit all over the map I've kind of started to get into more you know like recently I started to get into hardcore and that's something that's totally different for me that I never thought that I was going to be into but like I've had I have so many friends now that are so deep into the genre and have so much like experience with it or mm-hmm. play it and I was like okay if all of these people that I trust, like, really like this music, I'm going to give it another go. Because all that I had really ever heard before of, like, hardcore was kind of, like, metalcore and, like, sleeping with sirens isn't really hardcore. And so I'm getting now into the actual, like, genre. And that's really cool. And, yeah, I'm just super excited because there's so much to music that, like, I didn't even know existed maybe a year ago that I'm learning about now. Right. And like your tastes change over time and everything where it's like, oh, something that you previously, it's kind of like when you try a food that you didn't like as a kid. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my God, this is delicious. Why did I not enjoy this before? It's like that sometimes in music where it's like, you know, you're at a point in your life where like, oh my God, I can properly enjoy this now. It's, it's meaningful. It's, it's got something in it that resonates. Yeah. And now I get why everybody else loved it. And it's cool to have that connection with other people and be like, okay, yeah, I get why you like, told me to listen to this record over and over and over again, but I was just too annoying to not, like, to actually take the time and do it. (laughs) But it's cool to have that connection with not only people, but, like, the art and other artists. And I don't know. I don't come from, like, a very musical background. I've never really played an instrument. Like, I had a couple of piano lessons as a kid, but I'm still completely learning about the differences between, like, I don't even know what a guitar tone is, really. Like, I just basically am still learning how to differentiate differentiate between like bass and guitar but like I like to write about how music feels to me I think that that's something that you can relate to whether or not you're a musician yourself and I think that that's really refreshing to like hear from someone that's not just talking about technique and this is the time signature that this beat is in and I don't get any of that but I can tell you how music makes me feel and I think that that's something that's cool to share with people because music matches a mood for me and I like to be able to recommend stuff based on how someone's feeling, I guess. Yeah, and that's almost a gift in itself because you're just tapping into like the synesthesia of it, like the moods mm-hmm. that are coming out of it, the emotions and everything. So that's that in itself is crucial. I don't feel like uh, enough people get credit for that when it comes to like talking about music and writing music and everything because I started out sometimes the same way in that sense because uh it's 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 hard to kind of like you know feel like you have to kind of prove yourself in a way whenever you're involved in music when it's like no this is how I connect to it absolutely and like I think that it's a cool perspective to have and then also I still love learning about all of the technicalities and things of it I think that it's super interesting when my friends will come back and tell me like no like this, I just saw something yesterday um, that I meant to send to my friend that was like, what's a really cool music fact that like someone did on an album that was like really extra to you, but it made you appreciate an album more. And someone said something about how um, in For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica, the guitars are tuned to like 
the note of the bell chime and I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I don't know what it means, but like, that sounds super cool to me. So I think that like being able to learn about that and take it in at the same time as just like expanding my music taste is such a refreshing thing for me. And I just love to be able to share that with other people. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and it's refreshing for us as readers, too, because you're not hyper-focused on one element of it. You're Whenever you focus on the emotion, it's a wider breadth that you can analyze music with. Thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely. Well, I know you said you're learning a fair bit about music, and I'm kind of curious to kind of step back. How did you kind of first get into writing? Well, I mean, I guess I was always one of those, like, English kids in high school and stuff. I was never into, like, math and science. I was always more of the Englishy type of literature person, but specifically about music, when um, I just graduated from college and my degree is in like production management, but it focused on film. Um, So I came from like more of a film background, but I always loved music and it's like hit a little bit more of a special place in me than film did. And so I was really lucky that a lot of my professors would kind of let me take assignments and maybe write about music or write about music videos and things like that instead of kind of having to focus on film. And I think that that's where I found writing about music is I would start to kind of analyze music videos and things for assignments. And I started to see that, wow, like this is something that I want to write about other than just writing for school. And that's when I decided to like start my blog. Like I think it's basically been a year since I started my right writing for my blog because I was like I don't have anywhere where I can talk about these things that like I really really care about so I'm just gonna put them somewhere so I'm not just shouting into a void but like kind of still shouting into a void but I can feel like I'm doing something with it Mm -hmm. um because the album that I actually started writing about was um Badlands by Halsey and that was like a very like a very very special album to me at a very special point in my life and I was like I have nowhere to talk about this to and I just need to write something about it so that was my first blog post and I was like okay I like this and if it's my blog I can kind of keep the type of like professionalism level down if I want to and so I just started writing about Badlands and I wrote about Talent of the Hawk by the Front Bottoms and I wrote about kind of these more, I guess, quote unquote, basic albums. And so I started writing and that's how um, I got into the alternative. And that's how Henderson started to know me. I sent him the link to my blog. He was like, this is cool. And I was like, thanks. So it was really cool to get that like difference from, oh, this is just going to be a place where I can shout about things to like seemingly almost a career out of things that I can do. And I've just been really, really lucky, and it's all happened really fast, but I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. No, that's awesome, and it's so cool how you were just immediately self-motivated. Like, I love this stuff. I'm going to write about it. I'm going to see where I can take it. Exactly, and I think that I'm a pretty big self-starter anyways, just because once I get my mind on something, I'm like, okay, this is something that I love, and I need everybody to hear about it, and I think that that's, like, very apparent from either the things that I write about time and time again, or like Mm -hmm. what I tweet about. And um, I, sometimes it's a little bit not great because I get stuck on things, but also it's like, (laughs) I have that passion and I can put it into something and it helps other people out. Then like, that's the coolest thing ever to me. 
Definitely. That's exactly what you're doing when you talk about artists' work and who they are in that sense, because you are, you're giving them another platform that they didn't have before. Exactly. And I think that that's really cool because I do love to talk about artists that, of course, have a little bit more to them than just the music. Like, mm-hmm. that's what did originally, like, attract me to Halsey is because I've been following her since, like, before Halsey even existed as, like, a stage name, like, back when she was just Ashley. And mm-hmm. She was always very, very outspoken about a lot of the social justice issues that I cared about, about LGBTQIA plus rights and about Black Lives Matter. And she was a lot of my introduction into that kind of world. Like being from a sort of small town in Alabama, I didn't get a lot of, um, let's say, political correctly. I don't know. I didn't get a lot of social justice put into my life at a very Mm -hmm. young age. Um, it was something that I kind of had to look for myself and find these ideas and kind of cultivate them and finding that in a music community was really, really cool for me because it allowed me to not only love the music, but find these artists and see what they stood for and be like, yeah, that's exactly what I stand for too. And find a world outside of kind of my small town, little Alabama that I didn't really agree with a lot of the things that I was seeing going on around me. And so getting to connect to that through music and then growing that community was really, really nice to be able to be exposed to, I guess, through a thing that I really care about, which is music. Yeah, that's really special because then you could kind of, I'm sure, growing up in that kind of space, you could kind of retreat to music and be like, okay, these people understand where I'm coming from and what I'm thinking. And it's like a discovery for you, but you can kind of like almost retreat to that space where it's like, okay these people are like-minded and stuff and I can find that and I can cultivate my belief structure around that. Absolutely. And ever since then, especially ever since getting into DIY, like I've seen that, you know, Alabama doesn't have to be just like super right-wing Republican gross, like not cute ideals. Like there are so (laughs) many people here who are fighting for the same things that I believe in and getting involved in that scene. And it was really, really important to me. And the band that kind of introduced it to me in Alabama specifically was Insignificant Other. Yes. And um, who I'm sure that we'll talk about again during this because they're super important to me and like super important to getting me into this like Alabama scene. But I know that Sim tweeted out the other day something about like, it's, I know that there's a tendency to kind of cut out these smaller, more rural, rural or Southern communities mm-hmm. in DIY because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of progressive types of things coming from there but giving people in those places a community to go to is so important and to find spaces that are safe and welcoming and good just filled with good people who mean well is Mm -hmm. so important and I think that I was originally someone who cast off Alabama as just kind of I don't want to deal with it I don't want to even really try to make it better but now that I've found this community of people not that I want to stay here exactly but it's really nice to know that there are people here who care about the community and who want to cultivate it and make it a safe space for people who maybe don't have that yet or haven't found it but they're going to. Right because if you think about it rural communities they still have people of color they still have non-men they still have like an LGBTQIA community they just 
maybe don't have the space to go to as readily and stuff. And whenever you see places like Birmingham where there's a scene that's working really hard for that, mm-hmm. it makes it so much more meaningful. And it's like, it's inspiring. I feel like for other communities to do the same. Cause like, that's one of like the, I feel like beacons of like the South at this point, I always hear really great things about the Birmingham community and what they're trying to accomplish. I think that Birmingham is a fantastic example. And especially, um, since I am in the Southeast, I started to look into, you know, like Atlanta and there's not as much of a DIY scene there. It's more of a kind of stop for bigger bands to come through. Um, there still is a DIY scene there, but I think that Birmingham is really kind of making way for what like DIY in the South can be because there are right. so many, not only just good bands, but diverse bands led by non-men or led mm-hmm. by people of color who are coming from those scenes. And it's so cool to see that be the face of Southern music instead of just, you know, like another white country artist. And yeah, to see, yeah cause that's all that I knew about when I was growing up. My mom only <laughs> listened to country. Like my dad was into rock and roll, but like he really was only into the Beatles. So I didn't get that like much of a diverse um, music culture growing up. And now coming back to it, especially since I moved away, went to school, and now I'm back in my hometown, I'm getting, I didn't think that there was a music scene in my hometown, but there is. Mm -hmm. And now I'm getting into that. And that's like super cool and refreshing to see because I know that if I can find that now, other people are going to be able to find that. And as long as I'm vocal about it, I'm hopefully going to be able to at least reach one other person who can find that safe space that I found with DIY. And I think that that's just the coolest thing ever to be able to bring more people into a space where they feel better and they're more accepted and they feel like they have a voice where they can talk. Absolutely. And that's so cool that you have that intention because I feel like that's the whole point of DIY at the end of the day, or at least that's what the core value is, is to bring people in, make them feel safe, make them feel included, and of course, make some great music and art along the way. Absolutely. I think that DIY is extremely important and sometimes it can veer and there's been a lot of conversations, especially recently that I've been seeing on my timeline about you know, maybe DIY is not as inclusive as sometimes it tries to come off to be or Mm -hmm. things about just how it is to be a person of color in the industry and in DIY because like I function with a lot of privilege being cis, being white and uh, like having enough money to where I can, you know, like volunteer and write for free and things like that Mm -hmm. for the alternative. And I think that it's really important that people like Kayla and Benit are writing about their experiences of, of people of color. And like, that's been one of my favorite articles to come out of the alternative this year. Right. And, and Kayla's um, piece about growing up and being um, a person of color in the pop punk scene, because that's never something that I learned about, of course. And I just think that those voices are so important and it's really, really easy for things like that to get shut out by another, like just like emo white dude band. But there's so much more. If you just look a little bit deeper, it's so important. And it's so good to see voices like that finally getting a little bit more attention. Absolutely. And it's so cool how you just continue to have that effort to like support your like fellow staff members and stuff, you know, it's really special. I feel like that's one of the things I really love about the staff of the alternative is everybody seems really supportive of each other, especially the non-men on the team. Like I always feel like I see that banter consistently on Twitter and oh people sharing each other's articles and like cheering each other on for whatever they're saying. And that's so cool. 
that's like Emily just got to interview like Microwave, who is one of her favorite artists ever. And I think that that is, it's just so cool to see people who are like me and they get so excited over these artists. And right. that's like what they're gunning for and finally getting to see them and their hard work paying off and getting to mm -hmm. interview and talk to these artists who changed their lives is just the most inspiring thing to me. And I love reading all of their things. And I don't know, the alternative has like been such a beacon of light for me and like Henderson and everybody has always just been so supportive of whatever I brought to them. And I can't even ask for like a better introduction into the scene than I did with the alternative. That's so awesome to hear. What do you look for in the artist that you're interviewing? Like what, what is it that makes you say, yeah, I want to write about this person or this album or anything like that? Let's see. I don't know. For my like most recent series that I've been doing with the alternative, it's called meet the band. Love and it by the way. I started that with um, some of my best friends. They're called jail socks. They're from North Carolina and they were on tour with a band called Vermont and mm -hmm. Jail Socks has been kind of a very important fan to me since they were like the first kind of DIY show that I ever really went to with mm -hmm. Haley and Absent Father and that tour. And so they've been some, a group of people who have supported me from day one and I never really knew how to give, give back to them. And like, I was like, Hey, I have this cool idea. I know that you guys will tell me if you think that it's stupid. So I'm going to reach out to you and be like, Hey, will you try this out with me? And I was really, really lucky that they were super receptive and they were like, yeah, this sounds super sick. And they did it with me. And then I also interviewed um, Insignificant Other, who, like I mentioned earlier, was super important to getting me involved in the Alabama scene. And I think that they're just doing incredible work and releasing incredible music anyways. And going forward, it's just bands that maybe I don't see getting as much attention to who they are as people. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of Meet the Band is a little bit more going behind, like, it's not just interviewing the front people of bands who right. get a lot of attention. And it's getting all of their, every um, band members kind of influences and where they're coming from and what they grew up with as their musical taste. And I think that it's cool to look back at those and see how the music that they grew up with or the music they that they listen to now influences them or is even maybe completely opposite from the kind of stuff that they make. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just really important to get to know musicians as people and not just looking at them as people who are like just commodities who are making this art because there's people behind that music. And I think that that's a really important like part to get to. And that's something that I'm hopefully able to do with Meet the Band. And from going on to he from here going on, I'm just, I hope to like find really interesting people who I think have something special to say and, you know, give them a platform of the platform that I have, which is very small, but <laughs> like to give them that opportunity to talk about who they are as people and their influences is really important to me. Yeah. If anything, that series that you've done, Meet the Band, I love it so much. It makes me wish that we had a physical format of the alternative <laughs> to put out because that would look so cool. I'm like, a zine or even any kind of like magazine. I just literally, I'm like, oh my gosh, it just takes me back to some of my favorite magazines I read as a teenager where they would do that with like different like artists, musicians, celebrities, whatever. And it was really cool to see that approach taken with, you know, 
a DIY musician and it, it's cool because it humanizes people it takes them kind of off of that like weird pedestal that happens so much with musicians and instead it's like no this is like our buddy is what it feels like and it's like that's exactly where it the idea came from for me because I remember I was um going through my closet and I found some of those like really old like teen gossip magazines that I always <laughs> used to read like M magazine and like Tiger Beat and things like that and I used yeah. to be a huge One Direction stand, like no shame about it, like was on stand Twitter and everything. But um, so I remember finding this article and it was kind of set up the same way and it was with Harry. And I was like, these were the articles that were my favorite things to read when yeah. I was a kid. Cause it puts a little bit more behind them than just the music. And I love to get, a, get to know about artists behind the things that I love. Mm-hmm. And I remember I like wrote it down in the notes app on my phone. I was like, meet the band interview with a picture I don't even remember but I reached out to some of my friends and I was like does this sound stupid like does this sound cringy or does it sound cool and they were like no it sounds pretty cool like I think I think that it turned out really well so I was like okay like and I pitched it to Henderson and he was like this sounds really neat and I was like that's awesome so I went (laughs) for it and hopefully like I don't know maybe once I have enough I'll print a little zine of them because that's how it came to me. It was in a physical format. I was like, that'd be super cool if I could somehow just put it together. But I do love having it on the, on the alternative, but yeah, it would be super cool to have it in a physical format. So like maybe in the future, I'll, I'll print a little something. Who knows? It'd almost be like a DIY yearbook in that sense. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's super cool. And I've seen a bunch of, um, even just marketing tactics with festivals where they're putting mm-hmm. out like little baseball cards or like little, um, Oh my God, band baseball cards. I love yeah, it. I know. I know there's this one specific venue that I cannot think of right now. Someone will know it, but they do like little baseball cards. Is it everybody hits in Philly? Yeah, that's it. Um, cause I think that they've done them with like field medic and beach bunny and things like that. Nice. And I was like, that is the, best idea that I've seen come out of like marketing in a long time and so yeah I was that kind of inspired it but also it was like the nostalgia factor of these like teen magazines where they'd ask somebody to draw like what they or what their van looks like or something like that I think it's just super fun and it's casual and it's easy because I get clammed up during actual sit-down interviews, as you can probably tell, because I've probably stumbled over my words a couple times. No, you sound awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you. But, like, sitting down with people that I admire and getting all of my thoughts out is so hard for me. And so having a physical form where I can just give this to people and I can talk to them a little bit while they're filling them out and get to know them a little bit more. But it's easy for me to hand that over, and I'm still getting – really cool content from them, but I'm not like freaking myself out as much. And maybe I'll get better at doing actual interviews in the future. But right now, I love having that to fall back on. Well, it's nice because it's like you kind of let them have a second to recharge too. Because if you think about it, whenever bands are on tour, they're getting slammed by like Mm -hmm. different interviews and press things and stuff. And it like it kind of lets them do it at their own pace and like be a little bit more casual with you too, I'm sure. Exactly. And a lot of the ones that I have done it, done the Meet the Bands with so far have been bands that I'm pretty close to and I do consider, like, pretty close friends. So it'll be interesting, like, the next time when I go out and maybe I interview a band that I'm not as close with or not as familiar with to be able to give them that sheet and talk to them a little bit about 
why I'm doing it in this format. And hopefully mm -hmm. they'll see that and be like, okay, this is cool too. And be as enthusiastic as I am about it. Right. And I imagine that's something that's a good, like, get your feet wet interview mm -hmm. for maybe some of these bands that haven't done press before, because you're talking to bands of all sizes. Exactly. Um, I know that, like, I don't think that Vermont had really had any type of interview experience, but it's, it's just nice. And it's good to build experience for the both of us because I'm still super new in all of this type of stuff. And a lot of these bands are still super new. And I love being able to build that experience and like build that repertoire together, you know? Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about DIY is like, you know, you can kind of grow with a band and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I think about so many bands that I've watched um, grow and change over the times that I've been doing this podcast and stuff. And I feel like we've almost grown up together in a way. That's the insane part. And that's one of my favorite parts about music in general is like most of the artists that I got really into when I was younger were the same age as me. Like, mm -hmm. um, again, to go back to Halsey, like I was 16 when I found her and she was 19. And so having that, it was almost like a big sister type of relationship. And like mm -hmm. back when I did find her, she was smaller. So like she followed me back on Twitter and like we exchanged DMs a couple times, which was super important to me to see someone who I looked up to reach out back to fans and I think that that is one of the most important and sometimes still overlooked parts of like building a base is mm -hmm. like giving that attention back to your fans is so important and giving them a place where they can feel comfortable and like they can come to you as an artist and relate to you is something that like has always been something that's drawn me to artists. I know that. Like, um, someone who's doing a great job of it right now is Eric Egan of Heart Attack Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. And it's important that, like, uh, these bands are out there doing that and these musicians, because I feel like it just inspires people to explore what it is that makes them creative. And it did that for you with your writing. Absolutely. And I know that Haley from Absent Father, one of their big slogans is anyone can play guitar, even you. Yeah. A ton of people have looked up to them and started playing guitar because of them. And I think that that is the coolest thing, because when you have people that you can identify with encouraging you mm -hmm. to start making your own thing, that only adds to like the multitude and the diverse like audience of voices that we're getting to hear. And that's the most important thing about people making art is we're getting to hear all of these stories that otherwise would not be getting the attention that they deserve. Absolutely. Well, would you like to do something like that when it comes to writing? Because I feel like some people get intimidated by the concept of like writing anything, much less like review or even a quick interview q and I absolutely, I think that literally anybody can write. Anybody can sit down and look at this and be like, okay, even if you're just sitting down and categorizing albums or even making a list of mm -hmm. 10 albums that you care about this year that came out and that's something that I even started to do on my blog back in January before I really even wrote for the alternative is I remember I wrote down like a couple releases from January that I thought that a lot of my friends really needed to hear. And I made a playlist and I had like maybe three or four words to describe each of the songs or the releases or the genres of musicians that I wrote about. Mm -hmm. And none of it was technical. It was probably not even genre correct. I just wrote some adjectives down and I think that that was one of my favorite things that I did because it's so much easier to digest mm -hmm. as a person. And it, 
I think that anybody can sit down and write a couple adjectives about songs and those adjectives are what's going to make me listen to it. If I see someone that cares enough to write about something, I'm going to want to listen to it too, because it means that it means a lot to them. And if it can mean a lot to somebody else, it can mean a lot to me. And I never want to miss out on an opportunity to get more music or more art into my life that's going to change something for me. Right. That makes complete sense. Cause it's like, you can always feel the excitement that somebody has towards an artist mm-hmm. whenever at that point. Cause it's like, uh, I remember mentioning to Kayla, it's like, I think Kayla's writing was part of the reason why I got so excited about the Sonder bombs is cause Absolutely. that stand, I was just like, I'm into it and this is great. And I feel like, you know, there's a number of bands that I've been following for some time, but like, you know, uh, the, the ways that you talk about like insignificant other and stuff, it's just like, Oh cool. This is like reinvigorated my interest in this band or like, you know, um, there's bands that I hadn't heard of that you've kind of like introduced me to. Like, I think about like, uh, your album review for like Sakala and everything and Absolutely. all that kind of stuff where it's like, Oh my gosh, I never would have really listened to this artist, but you know, now I'm going to go check them out when they're on tour in my area and everything. It's just so cool that, you know, you have that kind of intention with your writing to, to make somebody feel an interest in stuff and hopefully inspire that. And I just think that enthusiasm is like the most important part of really any art. I think that if someone can tell that you're coming from a place where you mean what you're saying, no matter mm-hmm. if it's you are drawing or you are actually making music or you're writing about it, I think that people can tell when you actually care. And... I would much rather read something written by someone who is very passionate about the subject than just have another just kind of BS review out there of something. I think that that's something that is also really cool about the alternative is it's just all the encouragement to write about the music that you love. And there's no pressure to write about music that maybe doesn't hit as hard for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important to be a little bit selective in some of the things that you write about because people can tell when you don't really care about something that you're writing about. And it does a disservice to not only you as a writer because you don't feel good about the thing that you're putting out. And it's also not fair to a band that someone else could be super passionate about and write much better about, but you're just kind of not feeling it, but you just feel like you do it anyways. I love that. And I completely agree. Because for me, it's like, if I'm not that excited about that band, you know, why am I taking up that space? You know, especially when it comes to like negativity and stuff where it's like, oh, that space should go to somebody who like loves this band or yeah. loves this record or whatever. Because it's like, you know, I'd rather see that space be occupied by somebody who just like genuinely feels good about whatever it is that's be create whatever's been created. Because at that point, it's like, just because it didn't resonate with me doesn't mean it won't with somebody else. Absolutely. And I think that it's really important for bands to find that audience that does really love, because every type of music has someone that's going to love it. If you're making music that you love, someone else is going to find it and be like, okay, I love it too. Because there's just so many people out there in the world that it's unbelievable to think that someone might not resonate with something that you put out. And so I get like some offers from bands sometimes and I'm like, hey, I'm not really feeling it, but these are some people that I know that love this genre and love this. And I think that they will do so much better and Mm -hmm. care so much more and like put out such a more quality content than I could for you. And I think that that's an important part of kind of 
going through your work and being honest with yourself about what you can do, what you can't do, and what's going to be good for you to write about. That makes complete sense. I like that so much. Um, You've been doing some writing now for a while, and it's really cool to see so many different types of writing that you've kind of approached. Um, I'm kind of wondering, one, what's your favorite piece you've worked on? And then maybe what are some things you've learned about yourself as you've done this writing? Let's us see. I can again say that I am very proud of the Meet the Band series. I just really love it and I think that it's very me. Um, I love the form of like zines and all that kind of stuff and you can definitely tell from the background and like the way that I put those pieces together I think. Yeah. Um, But yeah getting to do that with Insignificant Other in Jail Socks was two of my favorite and most exciting releases for me. I was super just pumped about all of the response and Mm -hmm. all the support that I got back from it. And so the Meet the Band series is something that I'm very excited to kind of work towards and get bigger artists on or get smaller artists on that I don't think are getting enough attention. And just there's so many people who I want to know more about that I think I can get to know more through this series. And I figured out a little bit more that I like writing shorter form stuff Mm -hmm. like the weekly roundup with Eli has been so cool. I didn't get super involved in writing for that until a couple of months ago, probably like March-ish is when I started to really contribute to that. Mm-hmm. And I figured out that I like doing those more short form little blurb pieces over maybe longer reviews. Cause I tend to be extremely like long winded and detailed and sometimes it just doesn't come out sounding good. And so I like being able to do these little concise things. So I'm really thankful that Eli started that up and Eli has been super supportive and been like, yo, like I see that you're out there and you're writing like a bunch of these. Don't feel discouraged. Like I'll just spread them out throughout the whole like lineup. So it doesn't look like you're doing a ton, but it's just really cool to have the different types of opportunities because if I really want something that I can write long form about, I can write long form about. Mm -hmm. But right now I do really enjoy doing these shorter form pieces. And I think that's something that is unique to kind of the alternative. And I I don't see a lot of other publications putting out like a weekly type of thing where it's just small, concise, easy to read, easy to digest, and it's still getting a lot of attention. Right. Yeah. Because those pieces always get a lot of hits because people want to have that quick, easy to digest stuff. So it sounds like you're doing a great job cultivating your skills to that and also catering to an audience who wants it. I love that. Well, um, so I know you mentioned that writing kind of shorter form is something that you're working on, but what are some things that you want to do to kind of like expand your experience in writing over like maybe the next year or so? The next year or so. I know that um well also I do like touring merch and photography and Mm -hmm. touring and live music is something that is extremely important to me and it's probably like my favorite part of what I am working on in the industry right now Mm -hmm. and so I remember one of the first pieces that I um that kind of got Henderson's attention was I did like a South by Southwest tour diary Mm -hmm. and I took my disposable camera and when I went to South by Southwest and I took pictures and I cataloged every day that I was there because I was there with a a company and doing um, merch managing for their tour. And that was my first time kind of on on the road, on a tour. And I just wrote every day about how it was affecting me, how it was to see these artists in real life, real time, get to know them. 
and tips for other people who like haven't been on the road before. And I think that that's something that I would love to continue to go and explore more. And I know that I'll be on tour in November and I've been working with the alternative to hopefully get some things out while I'm on the road about how it is to be a touring artist, especially with a smaller band in a DIY mm -hmm. setting. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't really know about and they want to know more about because I'm always curious about how life is on the road for different levels of artists, especially from smaller artists who are just maybe doing weekenders like in a minivan and pulling along a U-Haul or bigger artists who are in a bus. Like that would eventually be something that I would love to be able to interview someone or just spend two or three days on the road with an artist and see what their routines are, how they deal with life on the road. And I think that that's something that a lot of people overlook is live shows and the importance of them. And I think that when you're an artist and you can deliver a special live show to someone, then that's saying a lot more about you just being able to get into a studio and produce good music because a live show i don't know it just does something special to me and i think that a lot of people see the value in that so writing about live shows touring would be super cool just exploring that a little bit more would be something that i'd love to get into definitely that's so awesome and it sounds like a great opportunity and you've been exploring so many avenues it feels like within the industry whenever you talk about touring and like um, assisting with that as well as like, you know, you mentioned working with Jamie for no earbuds and stuff. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, first of all, Jamie has been so cool and so great. And I just can't say enough good things about her. Like she's a genius. She's fantastic. Just period. Um, I won't gush, but I, I <laughs> it a bit. but, um, I was looking for internship credits for my school and I, didn't really want to do a more traditional big industry type of internship that I could maybe get with like, I don't know, like a big name record label like Sony or something that takes on a ton of interns and mm. they might get a little bit more lost and they don't get as much out of it. But being able to work kind of one-on-one -on -one with Jamie, mm. I just kept, I pestered her a little bit, honestly. I was like, hey, I'd be super interested to help out in whatever way I can. And Finally, she got back to me and was like, okay, yeah, like, let's try and work something out. And she let me in on no earbuds. And that was one of like the coolest opportunities that I could have ever asked for because I got to start writing about bands that got me into this. Like Prince Daddy and the Hyena was one of the first bands that I didn't even know was considered like, quote unquote, DIY when I saw them for the first time mm -hmm. when they opened for Remo Drive. And I started to get to know about the back, pro like the process of how these bands are making their albums and getting them publicized and getting kind of a marketing type of look at the industry, which is something that I had never been, um, been like exposed to before. Mm -hmm. And no earbuds is such a cool organization because Jamie is writing and, she is talking about music that she loves and we both come from a same from the same place where we don't have that background in music or we don't play it ourselves but we know how it makes us feel and we know the music that connects with us and we know the music that we want other people to hear and so getting to connect with a person who has more experience in the industry than i do who feels the same way that like passion is the most important thing in any kind of like creative industry mm -hmm. 
getting to connect with her and see her thriving and see so many people look up to her as like someone who is kind of rebranding PR for these smaller bands and making a new wave of how to do this type of interactive marketing and just more casual marketing that's letting these bands connect with their audiences on such a closer level has been something that I will like never get over having the opportunity to do. It is just, I cannot even express how grateful I am for like, just let it, just her taking me on to do that was the coolest thing ever. And I think that it's super cool because now I have other people reaching out to me and they're like, Hey, would you like to maybe work on PR on this project? And I'm like, I still don't really know what I'm doing, but I would be more than willing to learn whatever you can throw at me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know, I'm just super, super excited about the whole industry still because I'm still new to it. And I just want to learn as much as I possibly can about every avenue and be able to do whatever gets thrown at me. That's so awesome. That openness, I'm sure, will take you very far, honestly, because, like, you know, whenever you are, like, a sponge around people like Jamie and stuff, I'm sure you're learning a ton. Oh, absolutely. Like, even just on our first phone call together when we were just kind of talking through what I was going to do with her as an intern, she was like, I want to be someone who you can come to and, like, talk about these experiences that you're having with fans because, you know, you're going to get burned by somebody and I want you to be able to come to me and I'll guide you through it. And she's been a mentor in that way. And I'm always going to just like, she's never going to know like how much that meant to me to have someone in her position and her experience level be willing to take me on as someone who she saw and saw something in that maybe she related to. Cause she told me like, I see a lot of like my younger self in you. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's so good. And like the ability to be cultivated off that is just so cool. Exactly. And it's the same way with everybody on the alternative staff, just seeing them grow, seeing all of these people get to interview artists that they love and seeing Henderson out here doing all this cool stuff and Pitt gets alternative is an insane opportunity for so many people. And like just seeing where one thing can start and grow and the avenues that it can go into is just insane that there's so many opportunities that are just waiting to be kind of taken up by people and everyone has a space to do it definitely like you know you kind of have like you said earlier that like self-starter motivation and stuff that really kind of pushed you to you know reach out to people like jamie and henderson and kind of just like create keep creating these opportunities but maybe what advice would you have for somebody who wants to get involved in like whether it's a DIY scene or music coverage or any of the touring or PR stuff that you've been doing? Absolutely. Um, One of the first things that I started to do was I had to break being so scared of going to shows alone. Right. And I know that that is something that so many people struggle with because I struggled so hard with it and I missed so many shows that were around me just because I was too scared to go alone. Mm -hmm. But I'd say it was probably like my junior year of college. I don't, I didn't have like a super close friend group where I went to college. And so there were so many of these artists that I wanted to go see while they were still smaller. And I finally broke down and I was like, I cannot miss this one band. It's a band called Honey. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were touring through Atlanta. And I was like, I cannot miss this band. I've been wanting to see them for forever. Even if I don't have someone that will drive that like three hour drive with me, I'm going to go and I'm going to see this band that I really care about. And that just started me. I 
rarely go to shows with people anymore unless I'm like in a DIY setting. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is one of the most freeing and like greatest experiences that you can have is going to see a show alone because it allows you to get there when you want. You don't have to worry about anybody else. You can experience it how you want to experience it. And just the energy that comes off of going to a live show of a band that you love is the most like creative fuel that I can ever give to someone. So like, just go to the show, (laughs) show, just get to the gig. That's literally the advice that I have because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know the people or the artists that are going to be opening for the artists that you're there to see who are going to be your next favorite artist that is going to inspire you to write something about it. And it's like I said with um, Haley and the Absinthe Father and Jail Socks tour, that was probably like the first real DIY show that I went to. And the day that I went to it, I had this like really bad panic attack and I was in Nashville two hours away from home. And I was like, I don't even know if I want to go to this show anymore because I was just like not in a headspace. And then I pulled up to the venue and I was like, okay, Olivia, you've done this before. You're going to go in there. You're going to see these bands. And I did it. And now they're some of my closest friends and they seriously like kept me on the line into DIY. And Haley has been like a mentor to me and I got to do my first merch design for them, which was insane. And just like getting those great friendships out of shows that Mm -hmm. you may be a little bit wishy-washy on going to, but seeing those artists live is so different from just hearing them on a tape. And I just can't say enough how, just get to the gig, just get to the gig. That's all that I can really say. So just go to shows, talk to people there. Even if you're shy, just try and reach out to somebody who's there, maybe alone too. Just go, just go see the show, talk to people. I love that. That's really well said because that's, that can really be what gives you your first steps into whatever you end up you know, having a journey on in DIY, whether it's as a showgoer, as somebody who wants to get involved in like any creative aspect within DIY, that's the first step is getting there and experiencing it. Yeah. And I think that it's really cool because social media now is everyone almost has it. Like mm-hmm. almost everyone is on social media and that gives everyone an ability to have some sort of voice. Um, and even if you don't want to start a blog, write a review on Tumblr. I know that Kayla was talking about that on your interview with her and how she kind of started to garner a following and she would write reviews on her Tumblr page and people would read it. And it's so cool to have people reach out to you and be like, yeah, that's how I feel about this album too. And just sitting down and even writing a little blurb, you'd never know who's going to reach out to you and be like, hey, you just put this into words that I couldn't explain. So even if it's just like, writing little reviews or making an Instagram for like, or an Instagram highlight for music that you like. I think that it's, it can have such a huge impact and you never know. So just like sit down, write. If you want to write, say a couple words about an artist that you love and tag them in it. They might share it. They might love it. And they might want you to write more for them. I just start doing it. And I know that that seems really intimidating and like, I wouldn't listen to it maybe if I was still super scared about it, but that's truly the advice that I can give is just go to the show, start writing, because you never know what opportunities are going to come for, going to come from it. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much because that's very much like how I got involved, honestly, is in a similar path in that sense. Where it's like I just started going to shows and it's like, screw it, I'm going to write. And 
somebody will eventually want to read it. And it's just, you can experience so many awesome things just by starting. And connect to other people who want to do the same thing as you. Like right. the community of writers at the alt is so cool to have because I can send something to them and be like, Hey, like, I know that you like the same type of music that I like. And I think that you'd be really stoked on this album. And even if it's just like friends that you have over Twitter, mm-hmm. being able to send those albums and connect with those albums, because I trust a lot of my Twitter friends to give me recommendations more than I trust anybody in my real life, because I'm like, you know, what I get into and you know what I like. And so I think that that's just, social media has just been insanely important to how I've started this quote unquote career that I have. And I think that a lot of the times it's still overlooked and just social media can be such a platform for you to -hmm. say what you need to say. And there are going to be people who want to hear it. I can literally guarantee you (laughs) someone's going to want to read what you're putting out. Right. And you never know who's listening too. I think I'm always amazed by the bands that respond to stuff that I tweet out. And I'm like, I get, that's how I've gotten some of the biggest podcast guests that I've had. It's like, oh, you were listening or I just put a casual tweet out there and you responded. That's amazing. And it's just, it's so cool whenever those opportunities come your way. Exactly. And I think that that's one of the most rewarding parts of being like, or writing about something is getting someone who you didn't even think would pay attention to pay attention. And I don't know. It's just, ah, it's so cool. And it's so enlightening and it makes you want to write more, of course. So like if you're a musician out there listening, like, and you see someone smaller writing about your stuff, reach out to them because they'll be so stoked. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Do you have any like dream musicians or artists that, you just would love to work with or write about or do any kind of collab with? I mean, of course, like getting to talk to Halsey, like on a professional level would be like super cool. Um, <laughs> but she's kind of skyrocketed now. And so it, I, I love seeing her succeed, but past that, like, I'm not really sure. I think that a lot of artists that I am super excited on right now are DIY artists that are kind of on the same level as me and trying to break through whatever ceiling it is that's facing them. And I think that having those people around me and being able to function in the same spaces as them and seeing them succeed makes me so much more motivated to do the same thing and to work harder and to help them in whatever way I can, because I know that we're working off the same energy. That Mm -hmm. sounds so like, vibey or whatever but (laughs) not the same like energy that we both just want to get this stuff out there and I think that the artists that I'm focused on right now are kind of on the same level as I am where we just are so hungry and want this music to get out there and want this music to get heard and I think that that's the coolest thing ever definitely well who are some artists that you're really excited about right now um, let me see. I wrote this down earlier because I was listening to your episode with Kayla and I was like, ooh, she might ask me this too. So, <laughs> right now, of course, like I said, Jail Socks are some of my best friends. I think that they're some of the most talented musicians out there right now. They just put out Poplar Avenue. It just hit 30K streams. So go stream that if you're down for some like pop punk. Um, um, Insignificant Other is, of course, another kind of like power pop group just signed to Counterintuitive. They are 
going to blow up. I just know it and I feel it and they are just the kindest people ever. Um, also, Callus Dowboys are an artist who is kind of making waves in the hardcore scene right now. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of more of that experimental punk hardcore that got me into the hardcore scene in general. So the Callus Dowboys, if you're into like theatrical kind of music, that's a little bit extra, but like in the best way possible. <laughs> um, again, I know that Kayla mentioned them, but Pool Kids. Yes. Pool Kids is incredible. Every single member of that band is so sweet. And I got the opportunity to be with them when they were on tour with Dogleg mm -hmm. because I was working merch for Dogleg. And meeting them and seeing them perform was so insane because they are just as good live as they are on record. Um, so them, let's see, Haley, of course, Absent Father, continues to put out incredibly personal, just touching work that hits you in a way that I don't think that any other artist can hit you because it's so down to earth it's so personal and it's just so good and you can tell that they're writing from a place of experience and a place of love and yeah those are some of the artists that I'm super what about you I want to know what you're excited for oh let me pull up my list because I'm kind of <laughs> I've kind of been all over the place lately um I don't know I mean it's it's a lot of bands that are putting out new music right now like baby got back talk um I had them played on a recent episode and stuff they just put out a really great song when they go low we go six feet under that is like fucking Ooh. powerful um <laughs> of course future teens um vagabonds putting out a record this year I'm excited about um let me see here it's always whoever's on the podcast I'm not gonna lie like every I get those are the people I'm the most excited about every time I love that for you so much <laughs> because I feel like I'm always getting exposed to really great stuff so I mean yeah that's the best way to put it. I'm really excited about Lisa Prank's records coming out okay um I mean Queen of Jeans is probably one of oh. my albums of the year I mean that, oh I can't even that voice is insane Right. And I feel like I'm just getting slammed this year by just really awesome artists. And I mean, some of it's stuff that's like songs of an, an artist who have been around for a while, but you know, they're hitting me in a new way this year. Like, I mean, uh, I've reinvigorated my love for Lizzo, which is awesome. Oh, great. Yeah. So like, I'm just kind of like, I'm just riding a wave of awesome. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I think that honestly, if you're involved in like the scene, I guess right now, we're mm -hmm. all just getting inundated with such new stuff at such a rate. That's like, it's almost impossible to keep up with, but it's also, like, the most energizing thing ever. It is, because like, every time, like, I hear a new record come out, I'm like, oh, my gosh, somebody else is crushing it. And, like, I've been having these special moments lately where it's, like, I feel like I'm kind of a part of it for a minute. And it's just, like, it's it's really cool to just continue to see opportunities come for people that are not only incredibly gifted, but we also care about them, too. Exactly. And I think that it was – um the beginning of probably 2018 when I got super into Brockhampton mm -hmm. as a collective and that was my first kind of foray into more of a hip-hop scene because I just never really got into it as a kid but um seeing their work ethic and putting out like three albums in under six months or a year I can't really recall right now was just yeah absolutely unheard of for me and then I'm coming into DIY and seeing these people who are putting out just as much music and at just as high of a quality Right. was insane, like Quincy Kayla. Um, they just dropped their other album today. Mm -hmm. uh, happy premiere day, Quinn. Um, 
but they just finished another album a little bit earlier this year that I reviewed for The Alternative, and they're putting out another album already, and that's just, it's crazy to me to see the amount of talent that these people have, and if they just feel like people believe in them, they're gonna put out more music, and it's music that I think that needs to be heard. Well, you're one definitely for us to follow as far as hearing about them first, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I try my best because I used to be a very, you know, only really listen to like Fall Out Boy and Mike Him and 21 Pilots in high school kind of person. Like, Oh, we've all been there. (laughs) I literally just started expanding my music taste, so (laughs) I still go back to those albums, trust me. (laughs) Oh, no, same. I feel like that's just part of growing up and everything. I think I was, uh, not to, not to make myself sound old here, but like, uh, when I was your age, that's whenever I was really starting to re- like properly expand my palette and stuff. And it only gets better. I think so too. And I think that it's still cool to see bands that are older. I know like people don't really mess with Fall Out Boy much anymore. I know that they've changed all that kind of good stuff, but I still think that it's exciting to see people who are even younger than me getting into those bands mm-hmm. and looking at their backlogs and finding things like Fully Ado or Take This to Your Grave, albums that were so important to me and still are. And yeah. Even though, like, I may not love all the stuff that, like, new Fall Out Boy puts out, I know that it's reaching a new audience that's then going get to get to go back and listen to those albums that I loved and I know were so formative and mm-hmm. important for me at an age where I really needed them. So even these older bands that continue to put out music that we may not like love, it's still important for them to be putting out music because that means that more people are going to find the stuff that we found so important when we were younger. Right. It's that music that gets them connected to those specific artists. And then they often end up acting as like a gateway to them discovering other artists of like a similar sound or like, you know, bands who are starting out who sometimes were influenced by these bands and you can find them. Absolutely. Like, I think that my first real foray into pop punk was All Time Low in, like, yep. grade. And, like, still love that band. Don't really mess with their new stuff, but, like, I will still put on So Right It's Wrong and, like, mm-hmm. damn, like, there's no tomorrow. But it's bands like that that got me into Mayday Parade, that got me into Fall Out Boy, that got me into My Kim, and then got me into the scene that I'm in now. And I think that's so cool to see, like, the drop-down list. It's kind of like a trickle-down theory of economics, yep. but the trickle-down of, e- of DIY, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's the only time I believe in trickle-down is when it comes to music. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And it's like, I know one example that I have in my brain right now is this band that I really like, um, who are on the come-up called Guitar Fight from Fooly Cooly. And they sound to me like a mix of Origami Angel and Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and it's super good and it's like that twinkly emo that we all love with those like raw vocals of Prince Daddy and I think that it's so cool and sometimes people get a little bit sick of hearing those same influences over and over again but to me I think that it is so interesting how people can mix those things and seeing those two bands who normally I wouldn't put together at all Mm -hmm. kind of be two main influences from what I can hear to another band that I love is so neat to me so putting that thing to like putting those bands together and like seeing where all of those influences come from has always been something that's like fascinated me. Definitely. Well, I'm keeping my eyes and ears on what you're finding because you keep finding these awesome mixes of bands and I love all the recommendations you put out there. Well, 
thank you so much. And I'm so excited to see all of your upcoming Star Wars content. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am, I, I do love Disney and Disney World. And like, I wanted to do the Disney college program so bad when I was a kid. <laughs> so like, it was getting a dream. you like go through this and like see see the new Star Wars world is like reinvigorating my love for Disney and seeing like, <laughs> all that kind of like theme park stuff. I love that. <laughs> That's what I live for now. <laughs> oh, I love that for you. I see your Star Wars thing right behind you in the background and I'm all for it. So much of this shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> if if I had my camera on, you'd see my huge follow-up boy banner hanging behind me. So like we're on the same page. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. It's been so awesome talking to you, Olivia. Where can everybody keep up with you online? Oh gosh. Well, I guess my main one is probably Twitter. I'm the funniest on there and I'm the most interactive, but <laughs> um, if, if I do say so myself, but Same. it's at Resident <laughs> Killjoy, kind of like the My Chemical Romance Danger Days album, like Killjoy. So it's R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T-K-I-L-J-O-Y. And yeah, if you like my content, find me, you'll find me. You'll see me around. <laughs> I love it so much for letting me talk and letting me ramble and probably skip over some words and forget a bunch of people that I probably should have mentioned but sorry guys uh, <laughs> no it's been awesome hanging out with you Olivia thank you so much for coming on no thank you so much for having me and I can't wait to talk to you more and I hope that you don't have to edit one of my pieces too badly soon <laughs> <laughs> never your pieces are great <laughs> I look forward to talking more <laughs> what a way to spend your time Love the change but ain't the people that you left behind Panic sets in all of a sudden you're
just heard Jail Sox single, Parting Words, off of their latest record, It's Not Forever. Thank you so much to Olivia for hanging out with me for this episode and to all the bands who were on her list of must-hears. Be sure to follow and share Olivia's writing and work. She's truly one of the best writers I've come across. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all of the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I've started celebrating the 100th episode of the podcast a few weeks early with the arrival of the Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion Discord channel. Here we have our own community for women, non-men, people of color, LGBTQIA, all of us to share music, their creativity, and so much more. Think of it as a way to have all of your favorites in independent music that you can chat with, all from your pocket. Download the Discord app and use the link in the show notes to get started. And yeah, feel free to DM me if you have any questions or need help getting set up. Um, also, I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and let's chat. Let's end it with Dog Legs 11 a.m. Drunk. Not a race, guys. All right, this next song goes out to the guy who keeps yelling from the balcony.